7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, London Town, it's 3 in the afternoon, and in New South Wales, Sydney and the like, it is 12 midnight. In Malaysia, it's 1964. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Howdy, hi, hi, hello, happy Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is here. Thank you to Streambeats.com for the music, the tunes you hear before in the pre-roll. That comes free and from Streambeats.com, Harris Heller and the gang, who have switched, by the way, they're not on Twitch anymore. Harris has moved all of his uh, content and live shows to YouTube, so you can check him out over there. They offer free music if you are a streamer for wherever you stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and it's copyright free, strike free, so check it out. Um, And we use it, and we like it. It's good stuff. Not just the rock anthems that you hear on on my show, but there's a variety of different formats and genres of music there. So check that out. You want to be a part of the show, you can do that too. You do it one of two ways. Well, three, really. You can put something over in the chat and, um, you know, just I'll read it mostly (laughs) and you can share it with the group. However, do realize we are on three different platforms. Uh, Facebook Live. I'm not wearing pants as the page. And please like and follow Uh, YouTube, the Jay Sheldon channel there. And also Twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon, no pants. And you all can't see each other's chats. I can see everybody's chats. If you're on Twitch, you see Twitch. If you're on Facebook, you see Facebook, and so forth. So that's why I try and usually read as many of the chats as I can, because the other folks watching on other channels can't see what you're typing unless it shows up down here. But I think only the Twitch chat, uh, yeah, Twitch.tv chats show up over here, not the Facebook. So anyway, uh, enough of this boring technical Buffalo sandwich. Um, We're doing slots tonight again, and you get to pick some of the slots. I picked one, but you get to pick what slots we play, so we'll do that later on. Also, a lump of gold, some famous food that you may not know where it came from, and we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And, uh, of course, Peter Pan is coming up tonight. We will do another chapter. Wendy's story is tonight's chapter in, uh, in Peter Pan, so... Check that out, and that'll be the last thing that we do, as it is every stream. We stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday nights, so join us. Put it on your schedule. You can actually get reminders, especially twitch.tv if you watch us there. If you go to the schedule, you can see each one of our shows, and you can just click Remind Me. I don't think Facebook does that, but if you follow, you'll get notified. So follow and like the page on Facebook, and they will send you, hopefully... If we don't get, you know, shadow banned or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, hopefully we will get, uh, we'll get uh, you'll get notified. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Miko update. Yes, a Miko update. Oh, my God. I told you on the last couple streams that Miko is in the middle of her first official cycle. Um, you know, just to put it bluntly, her period. Um, she had a false one about last November or so, but it, it was not real. It was not the whole thing. Now, this time, like a freight train 
Um, there's a whole bunch of cycles. As usual, I over-researched it, so I know everything there is to know about female dog cycles when they go into heat. Um, oh, man. Uh, my house looked like a crime scene when she was in what, what's called the pre-estrus period. It's when they're beginning the cycle, and they're private parts swell and there's blood and it gets everywhere and I ruined a sheet set because we didn't have diapers yet. Um, yeah, like I said, my house looked like a crime scene. And um, I, uh, I, uh, we, we got diapers. We got some, you know, normal doggy diapers. They didn't work because they just fall off. They, they, they come with the tape and... Yeah. So we got people diapers, little baby person diapers, humans, and um, cut a tail hole, and they work perfectly. So anyway, solved that problem. She's not really happy wearing them, but they're much more comfortable too, I think, for her. They look more comfortable anyway, and they fit perfect, and they do the job. Um, she is now into the, from pre-estrus, she goes into the estrus period, and this is where she is more than willing and able to mate with a male dog. You're getting an education here? See the stuff you never know you're going to find out on Jay's stream. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she is at that point in her cycle where she is ready. And boy, is she ready. <laughs> I read somewhere that male dogs will sense, will smell a female in heat up to seven miles away. I don't know what that is in kilometers, but it's a lot. I mean, dogs' noses are just that sensitive, I know, but that's insane. Like, seven miles away? Needless to say, there are a lot of stray dogs in our neighborhood, and one tonight was hanging out at the front gate. And she wanted out of this house so bad. In fact, I took some video of her in the house. We wouldn't let her go out. But she was so upset with us. Because she wanted out so bad to meet her, you know, could-be boyfriend, at least for the moment. And, of course, no. <laughs> so, um, I took some, some shots of her whining and clawing at the, the sliding glass door. Uh, I'll edit them together. I'll put them on my, uh, my Facebook page later. So, you'll see that probably tomorrow. Later tonight, I don't know, it'd be kind of late by the time the stream gets over. But, um, yeah, she is... She's very ready to be a mommy, but no. Okay. And by the way, if people ask, they always ask the first question. I mean, first is, is she okay? And then, are you going to have her fixed? Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, I think she would make a great mom, but mm, no. <laughs> Just no. Okay. Um, but however, uh, I, again, I researched like crazy. There are people of several schools of thought. Some people say do it right away before their first cycle. Some people say do it after. Some people say don't do it. Uh, whatever. My research led me to this conclusion, and it made sense scientifically to me, that when they go through at least their first cycle, uh, there are certain chemicals and hormones and growth hormones that are produced for the first time into the body, which helps for 
development, bone development. You know, purebreds and especially Shebas are prone to like hip dysplasia, things like that. So those things happen when she goes through a cycle. Now, I was having this discussion with one of my producers today, Belle, and I think she agreed. At least <clears throat> I agree, and it's my dog. So, you know, um, <laughs> I've, I've seen the argument where how would you like it if you could only have sex once and then after that you could never have sex again? Okay, you know what? That's a human thing. Dogs are not into having sex for the fun of it like we do. Well, I mean, we do it for procreation too, but we also do it for fun. Dogs are doing it simply for procreation, okay? They're just having little puppies. So it ain't the same thing. So don't give me that buffalo sandwich argument. Anyway, I like the idea that the chemistry of the dog's makeup and the, you know, the all the stuff that happens to them when they go through a cycle made sense. So we'll let her go through this cycle, and then we, yes, we intend upon having her, uh, having her fixed, and that'll be that. And then we have about 40 extra human diapers in an XL size. So if anybody out there has a human baby, or maybe a female dog that is not fixed, I got a bunch of diapers, I'd be happy to give them away. So you want the diapers, just you can email me, nopants at jsheldon.com, or send me a chat, or whatever. <laughs> All right, so anyway, Miko's doing fine. She really is. She just wants out to meet her new boyfriend. She wants to go meet her new temporary boyfriend, because, you know, Miko. Yeah. Um, all right. What else we got? We got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, famous foods. We promised you a story about famous foods, and we're going to do that right now. There we go. Popsicles. Yes. Popsicles. I love popsicles. And you know what? Popsicles, you cannot find the old-fashioned popsicles, at least the way I remember popsicles. Uh, they came in like a double frozen thing. They were they were not ice cream. They're like a frozen water thing. And you break them in half. You can split them. They got two sticks. Share them with a friend. Anyway, I didn't realize this. Popsicles. This is an article from uh, Ranker.com. And it's called Famous Foods Discovered by Accident. Popsicles were actually frozen by accident. I didn't realize that. It's so cool. Hey, Mohaned, greetings. Today I was going to send you an invitation to celebrate the birth of the amoeba queen, the amoeba queen, but my toaster was broken, and the tailor told me that water boils when Mr. Stephen is divorced with his rag doll. So do wear jackets, because it's too hot in India. Okay. And... One of his legs are both the same, but how many pancakes would it take to wallpaper the inside of a doghouse? And I'm pretty sure the answer is it depends on how hungry the dog is. All right, let's get back to popsicles, shall we? Hi, Mohanad. Nice to see you. <laughs> popsicles. Like every 11-year-old, Frank Epperson loved soda. Unfortunately, or fortunately, on a cold night in 1905, he left his soda-making equipment out on the porch. Morning came, and little Frank found out that his mixture of soda had frozen, capturing the stirring stick that he used to make the soda on top. 
He tried to remove the ice pop using the stick, and that's when it hit him. This thing is awesome. He spent 20 years making the frozen treats for his friends and later his children before he applied for a patent for what became known as Pops Sickles in 1923. How cool is that? Yeah. I just got a few of these things. I thought they were cool. I thought I would share them. Did you know chocolate chip cookies were actually meant to be just chocolate? Uh, Ruth Wakefield, a lodge owner, ran out of baker's chocolate when she was supposed to bake chocolate cookies for her guests. So she went with her instinct, and she grabbed a bag of Nestle's chocolate morsels, assuming they would melt and blend in with the cookie dough. Well, fate we can thank fate, she was wrong. <laughs> um, the first batch of chocolate chip cookies was born. Uh, it wasn't long before people started to come over to the Massachusetts Lodge just for the cookies. Uh, Nestle embraced its involvement in the happy accident by featuring variations of Ruth's original cookie recipe on its bag of product for many, many years. So chocolate chip cookies came about by accidents. How about this one? Potato chips were created as a protest. Yeah, as many, oh man, I know I do my part. As many as 1.2 billion, that's billion with a B, pounds of potato chips are eaten every year. Apparently, we're not meant to like this savory snack. Um, in a restaurant in 1853, 1853, way over 100 years, 150 years ago almost, Chef George Crumb was frustrated after a customer sent back his fried potatoes over and over again, complaining that they were soggy and too thick. So to get back at the customer, like all chefs do, the chef sliced the next batch of potatoes as thinly as he could and fried them, covered them with salt. The customer loved them. Spread the word about these thin, crunchy potato slices. And faced with growing demand, Chef Crumb opened his own restaurant, called it Crumb's House. And that's where potato chips came from. A rather happy accident. Ice cream again, back in the famous foods and where they came from. Ice cream ranked number 52 of 127 on the most delicious kinds of dessert. But it was already a popular food, way before the ice cream cone was used as a way to serve it. Ice cream was so popular that one day in the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, a vendor ran out of dishes to serve his ice cream in. So he sold, uh, the guy next door with the booth, the Syrian guy, sold a waffle-like crispy pastry in a round thing. So they rolled up the product, gave it to the ice cream vendor, and the ice cream vendor stuck his ice cream in the top of this rolled-up crispy waffle thing. Customers preferred it. And in 1910, Hamui was the guy's name, founded his own cone company. Very cool. Nachos came from a rather clever, clever improv. Oh man, I love nachos. 
Not all accidents are bad. That is true. <laughs> uh, nachos. Yeah. Mm, loves me some nachos. Not every experiment in the kitchen ends well. One experiment brought us nachos. Ignacio Nacho Araya, a manager at the Victory Club restaurant in Mexico, visited by 10 hungry military wives who crossed the border. When his efforts to find the chef failed, Nacho just improvised something on his own. He covered tostados with grated cheese and then broiled it. And to his surprise, the women loved it. The Nacho Special, they called it. Eventually gaining popularity over the years, Nacho owned, uh, opened his own place called Nacho's Restaurant. That is cool. And Slurpees, I'm going to end with this one. <laughs> I love this because I love Slurpees. If it's an ice blended, I'm drinking it. In fact, one of my favorite ice blenders, free plug here, is uh, Coffee Bean. Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're ultimate blended. Oh, man. It is <laughs> so good. Yeah. Slurpee, which is the 7-Eleven uh, frozen thing. Which, by the way, when they tell you the machine's broke, it's not broke. 99 times out of 100, they just don't want to clean it. Omar Nedlick, owner of a Dairy Queen franchise in Kentucky, never meant for his customers to drink partially frozen soda. Just like the Popsicle story. It's just that his fountain machine kept breaking down. So he had to store his sodas in the freezer. Sometimes they were in there too long. Customers didn't mind. In fact, they kept ordering those pops that were in a little bit longer. Realizing his disaster had turned into an opportunity, Nedlick built a new machine that would deliberately produce that strange frozen drink we all know and love. The Icy, I-C-E-E -E dispenser, wound up being bought by more than 300 companies before 7-Eleven finally licensed it. Do you know how long they've had the license? 1965. 75, 85, 95, 2005, 50, over 50 years, 50 some odd years. They've owned the license and renamed the drink, what we all know and love, a Slurpee. <laughs> cool, huh? I am just full of unbelievable useless crap tonight. Uh, but that's what I do. All right, a couple more stories, then we're going to do some gambling. Uh, oh, this was a cool one from 1799. This is such a cool story. Very quick one. In 1799, this, see that? See the picture here? Look at that. Check that out. That's a gold nugget. In North Carolina, a, the son of a farmer found a big yellow rock. This one, in a creek. Well, that's not the actual rock, okay. Uh, in the family's farm. He didn't know what it was. Not sure of the substance. The family used it as a doorstop for three years. It was a big, bulky rock. The rock turned out to be a 17-pound gold nugget. 17 pounds. It was first documented commercial go the first documented commercial gold ever found in the U.S. Although the gold nugget was valued at about $3,600 in 1799, you can imagine what it would be worth today. The family unknowingly 
sold it to a jeweler for $3.50. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Ow. That just hurts. $3,600 bucks and $1,799. 17-pound gold nugget, which they sold for $3.50. Oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, got one more for you. One more? Uh, nope, two more. Both quick. The Japanese. You know how much I love the Japanese. I do indeed. And all their culture, their old culture. Well... They've done it again. Check out this toilet. The hand wash sink in Japan is located on the back of the toilet. You see that? Hold on. Let me scroll down a little bit. There you see? Right there. There's the, you know, what we all have as lids on our toilets. But what they've done is they've created this. You got all your soap and everything here. And this drains directly into the tank. And it reuses the water for the next flush. I mean, how many times, really, you go from the toilet, you flush, you go over here to the sink, and you wash your hands, and that water just goes down the drain and goes out. Whereas this water, which is, you know, just toilet water, it actually, re that's a brilliant idea. It saves millions of liters of water every year. Great invention in this era where we are suffering from water scarcity. So that is, again, the Japanese and their ingenuity. Very cool. And it doesn't look like it'd be all that difficult to hook the thing up. You got the water maybe coming in from what would normally fill the tank here. And then you just turn that on and it drains down into the tank. Probably still has the little bobber thing inside, you know, the ball that shuts it off when it's full. And then you use that water for for the next flush. Really, really cool idea. I love that. That ought to be a worldwide thing. We need to spread that one around. Somebody take that somewhere, would you? Okay, I got to time this right. Because you got to check this. Uh, it's a GIF, but it's a cycling GIF. So I got to hit it when it begins. So you can see it from the beginning. Pay attention now, because I'm going to go through this once. Okay. Uh, here we go. Go. Okay. What's the password? Death to all squirrels. Who's he? Him? My human. Okay, but you know the rules. No humans. He waits out there. <laughs> oh, that would be Miko. That would be Miko. <laughs> Especially now. The human waits outside. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. All right. Hey. You, can you hear that coming in? I hope so, because I think I've fixed the problem. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna do a little online gambling now. You ready? Yeah, Heidi's Beer House, and I think, I think, I think, I actually have the sound. I'm not sure of the mix because I can't hear, but I think JJ. Thank you. You inspired me to actually get off my ass and do something. I believe you can hear the sound for Heidi's Beer House. If, would you let me know in the chat, in the chat, please, if you can hear? Uh, right now, it's just the sound of a casino. Here, let me do a spin. 
and I didn't win. Ah, very nice. Okay, if this music gets too annoying, I'll turn it down. Uh, in fact, let me, you can hear it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, I'm going to just make it kind of low. All right, let's uh, let's see. We got a thousand bucks because I, I played a couple of pops in earlier, but I'm only betting 40 cents. That's not going to cut it. Let's bring our bet up to four, eight, ten. Eh, we got a thousand bucks. Let's really go to town. Let's do 32 bucks a spin. How about that? Now we'll see. That's up, uh, but nope. Oh, man. I don't know what gives you the bonus on this. I think it's Heidi. Yes, it is. One, two, one more. Yes. No, no, it doesn't count. Ugh. But the beer, the beer steins are wild, so that helps. There is sound. Cool. Okay, cool. All right, I've got it turned down pretty low, so let me adjust a little bit here. I'm hearing both in my headphones and through here. There's Heidi. She is uh, what gives us the bonus. And 32 bucks a spin ain't cutting it. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Look at all those Heidi's. They're going past one. Oh, uh, man. No good. We might have to up our bet some more. There's one. Nothing. Come on, Heidi. I'm doing 40 lines here. You'd think, well, not those kind of lines. You'd think I would have more. Come on, come on, come on. This is this is wild. And it gets me nothing. Two is for nothing. Oh, man. I need a bonus here. I'm not even getting any good line hits. There's one, two. Ah. All right. Come on, come on, come on. Not. Yep. Small hit. Eight bucks. Big. I'm betting 32. You're giving me eight bucks back. Come on. Man, I'm not hitting anything we're down like 350 bucks this is the kind of luck i have in the casino some nights <laughs> all right we're gonna keep going see if we can't win something here we'll win something then we'll move on to another game that's eight bucks still a loss one two nothing on below oh, two does that count oh man look at all those and they don't count so close we got to get some two 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 one two three <sighs> are those wild yes that's all right 12 bucks still not our bet back come on At this kind of bet, we should be doing much better. This is nothing. A whole lot of nothing. How about a bonus? Could we get a bonus? How about a line hit? One. 16 bucks. Half our bet back. I'm telling you. Oh, got accordions, which don't count. Not enough. Huh. Oh, yes! Three. Any more? Three. That's it? I get nothing for that? All right. Maybe Heidi wasn't the best thing. Heidi's Beer House is not serving them up very cold tonight. 
Come on. Oh, nice. Yes, more. Does that count? Yes, it does. Ha <laughs> ha, feature. 20 free spins. All right, here we go. Wunderbar! Oh, they're sticky. Nice. Excellent. Good. Oh, nice. 192 bucks. And the wilds, I think, are sticky. Well, why is that one sticky? Okay, that's a hit. 24. We're up to 240 so far. This is nice. The music's driving me nuts, but it's nice. Is that one going to stick? No. Just that one. Oh, nice. Good hit. 160 bucks. Okay, this is working. 96. We're up to 576. Nice bonus. Of course, we were down almost $1,000, so... La, 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 How many spins remaining? Wow, we got 10 spins left. This could be good. We could get all of our money back. We started with a thousand bucks. Nice. More, 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 more. Yes. More. That's all right. Oh, yeah. 10 more spins. Cool. You know, I hate accordion music. <laughs> Come on! Nice! Outstanding. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to do the voice for slot machines. Where do I apply for that? Outstanding. Big win! <laughs> nice! We are up. We got a profit. We get a $500 profit from this bonus. Okay, after this, we're out of here. We're cashing out. Nice. How many spins? 15 left. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got the bump of 10. La, 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 post. La, 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 la. Are you being annoyed by the accordion music as much as I am? Because it's really loud in my headphones. How are we doing? 1,800? Yes! This turned out to be a very good bonus. You know, if I could just turn off the music and leave the sound effects on, I would do that, but I can't. It's either all on or all off. Another 24 bucks, 11 spins to go. This is a really good bonus. That's all right. Minor symbols, but it adds up. Wow, $268 hit. Nice. All the way across with diamonds. La, 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 la. Eh, minor hit there, 40 bucks. We are over $2,000 in this bonus. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, man. Seven spins to go. Come on, come on, come on. 
Nyeh. It's quieted down now. We need a big finish. Nice. Brings us up over 2,500. Can we get to 3,000 in five spins? Let's see. Heidi? Heidi? Doesn't, doesn't line up? Oh, come on! All right, there's some diamonds. That's all right. Almost 2,700. Three spins to go. See if we can hit three grand. Nice, nice. Almost 2,900 to 2,900. Two spins to make about 130 bucks. I think we can do it. It would be really nice to cash out at three grand. That's triple up. Can we do it? A little bit. Almost. We're 60 bucks away. 70 bucks away. We make 70 bucks on one spin? Let's see. One. Yes, we got it. Ha, 24. Ah, man. So close. All right. Nice job. We made it. Three. 3,000 bucks for all intents. Nice, nice, nice. Cool beans. That was, uh, that was Heidi's beer house. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here's what, uh, here's what I thought we would do is we let you pick. We're going to do two games tonight. We just did Heidi, and I'll let you pick what we play next. So here you go. There's your choices. We got, I, I know you can't see them all. Just bear with me. 50 Lions, Triple Diamond. We got Cleopatra and Buffalo. We've done those before. Spartacus, that's pretty cool. Double Diamond. Uh, five Dragons, Lobster Mania. I'm not a big fan of that, but we'll see. Whatever you want to play, just put it in the chat and we'll pick one. White Orchids. China Shores, there's a Heidi's Beer House. Zeus is a cool one. <clears throat> it's a bit of a challenge. You don't win very often in that Zeus one. <clears throat> 88 Fortunes, oh, Fortunes is tough. <clears throat> uh, we got Cats, we got Pharaoh's Fortune. Uh, Geisha, we got a Japanese one. Um, Miss Kitty. Invaders from the planet Moolah, that's actually there? Oh my God, that's a fun one. All right, what do you want me to play? We'll load some more here. Uh, da Vinci Double Diamonds is also a pretty cool one. Uh, Cleopatra Plus. Wheel of Fortune Extreme. Nice. We might play that if I don't get a preference. We did Wolf Run last time. Texas Tea is kind of cool. Tiki Torch. That's all right. That's an aristocrat game. That's cool. Uh, Shadow of the Panther. Big Red. Rich Girl. I'll tell you what, why don't we do, where is it, where is it, where is it? I, no, I just had it. Come on. Where'd it go? I don't want to do it. Invaders takes too long. I don't want to do that one. We'll do it next time. Let's do, let's do Zeus, shall we? Let's do Zeus. We've got two choices, Zeus and there was a Zeus extra or something. Where'd that one go? Hello, Tiki Torch. Where's the other Zeus? I just saw it. Ah, uh, Zeus 3. All right, let's try Zeus 3, shall we? It's a WMS game. All right, we got to load it up here. So stand by. Hang on. Please stand by. From SG Digital. By the way, this is at uh, VegasSlotsOnline.com if you want to check this out. It's all for free. 
It's a lot of fun. And these are the actual games you can play in the casinos, too. So we're loading them up. Let's see what they wind up giving us. This is Zeus 3. Cool. We'll play a little bit of this, see how much money we can lose, and then we'll move on to Peter Pan. <laughs> Bear with me here, okay? Uh, whoops. Sorry. Switch to... Oh, no. Not this. Oh, man. These games are tough. They are so volatile. All right. Let's see. I'm not doing 40 bucks. Wait. How much money do I have? A thousand bucks. Okay. So we can do more than that. Let's do 20 bucks a spin. Nah. You know what? Let's go for broke. We'll do 40 bucks a spin. Here we go. Let's see what we can get. Well... That would be a good indication we're not going to get much. <laughs> uh, all right, 40 bucks a spin. Here we go. 192 lines. Actually, these ones that grow like that, that start out with two and go over, I never have luck with these. I don't play them very often in the casino because they just don't pay me. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, this is looking good. I might have to change my mind. Sweet! Nice! Big win! Yes! We almost doubled up. 928 bucks. Cool! Alright, so the wilds helped a lot and all those Pegasus. Very nice. Let's see what else we got. Nothing. And uh, Zeus is wild, or turns into wilds. More Pegasus, more Pegasus, or Wilds? No, the Wilds are wasted. Wasted Wilds. All right, let's go, let's go. There's some Wilds, but they also don't help. I get blocked. Three of those, uh, here you go, you see this? Um... Oh, you know what? You can't actually see that, can you? I'm missing part of the screen. Hang on, let me do a little adjusting here. Whoop, whoop. There we go. Yeah, so three of these guys over here is for the bonus. I think it's free spin bonus. Okay. A little bit of a win, but we're, we're losing what we gained here. We had almost doubled up. Yeah, see three of those lightning bolt hand things. Nice. Those are wild. Yes. 32. That's not our money back. Come on! <sighs> nice. Yeah, just one. I need a bonus. I need a bonus in the worst way possible. Or the best way possible. Come on. If we keep going like this, I'm just going to go crazy and bet like 100 bucks a spin. I thought Zeus was wild. Come on. Oh, it's only wild if you get more than one in a row, I guess. That's odd. Yeah, like these, see? It didn't help us, but they're wild if they fill the reel. That's how. Okay. I don't read the rules. We'll just discover it afterwards. One more, one more. Aye. And wilds don't count for the bonus. I'm telling you. Keep going. Keep going. Whoa, what's going on? Nice. Okay, cool. We didn't get our bet back, but it's something. What do we got? We're back under a thousand bucks. I need a bonus. 
I need a bonus like we got in the beer house. That's what I need, actually. Nope. That ain't going to cut it. Come on. I love the bump at the end. It really just kind of says, loser. <laughs> really insane. Boom, loser. <laughs> <coughs> That's not helping. All right, we're down to 680 bucks here. Oh, does it matter? Yeah, a little bit of a hit there. Let's see who we got. That's a win anyway. All right, we're going to go crazy. Ready? Uh, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. We only have $744, so let's make $80 bets. Let's see how crazy we can go. Maybe that'll force it into a bonus. Nope. <laughs> that didn't work. No. We are going to blow through this money really fast this way. Nothing. That's a hit. Is that any good? It is. Nice. 384 bucks. That's all right. Cool. Come on. Nothing. Aw, oh, man. All those wilds wasted. Come on, coins, coins. Nothing. We got 488 bucks left. We need a bonus to save us. And I don't think it's going to happen. There's Pegasus. Mm, okay. A couple times our bet. Gives us a few more spins anyway. Not then. Come on. Three or more scattered feature triggers the free spins. Yeah, well, it'd be nice to see more than one. We keep, we're really good at getting one. Okay, there's wilds. But you see, this didn't fill the reels, so they're not wild. Ugh, that blows. One. See, we're really good at getting one of these guys. We just can't seem to hit three. What I got left? 120 bucks. Last spin. Last spin coming in. Nothing. We're done. Okay, cashing out. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Cashing out. Go away. We're through with you. <sighs> okay, so what did we go through? We won, what was it? Four, five, three thousand on the first game. And then we lost a thousand on the second. So that means we're up 2,000. That's all right. That's not bad. We can live with that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It is time to move on to Peter Pan. As you know, we, uh, we do this um, part of our stream. We've done this from the very beginning. What is this? Our 63rd show. Episode 63. Wow. Um, we do a, a chapter in a different book, which is in the public domain. We started with uh, The Wizard of Oz. We moved on to uh, The Velveteen Rabbit. We did Alice in Wonderland. And uh, now we're doing Peter Pan. And next, we're going to do The Little Prince, because we found that it is indeed in the public domain, and I found a copy. The Gutenberg Project, if you want to check them out, they're at gutenberg.org, and that is where these uh, wonderful books come from including Peter and Wendy. This is the original uh, book, the title, Peter and Wendy. And uh, we had a rather interesting chapter last time. It was time for Wendy's story, which is uh, chapter 11. 
We're almost, by the way, only a few more chapters to go, and then we'll be moving on out of uh, Peter Pan. So we'll move into today's chapter, which is Wendy's story. Listen then, said Wendy, settling down to her story with Michael at her feet and seven boys in the bed. There was once a gentleman. I had rather he'd been a lady, Curly said. I wish he'd been a white rat, said Nibs. Quiet, their mother admonished them. There was a lady also, and... Oh, mummy, cried the first twin. You mean there's a lady also? Don't you? She's not dead, is she? Oh, no. Oh, I'm awfully glad she isn't dead, said Tootsie. Are you glad, John? Of course I am. Are you glad, Nibs? Rather. Are you glad, twins? We are glad. Oh, dear, sighed Wendy. A little less noise there, Peter called out, determined that she should have fair play, however beastly a story it might be, in his opinion. The gentleman's name, Wendy continued, was Mr. Darling, and her name was Mrs. Darling. I knew them, John said, to annoy the others. I knew them, Michael said rather doubtfully, I think. They were married, you know, explained Wendy. And what do you think they had? White rats, cried Nibbed, inspired. Mm, no. It's awfully puzzling, said Tootles, who knew the story by heart. Quiet, Tootles. They had three descendants. What is descendants? Well, you are one twin. Did you hear that, John? I am a descendant. Descendants are only children, said John. Oh, dear, oh, dear, sighed Wendy. Now, these three children had a faithful nurse called Nana, but Mr. Darling was angry with her and chained her up in the yard, and so all the children flew away. That's an awfully good story, said Nibs. They flew away, Wendy continued, to the Neverland, where the lost children are. I just thought they did, Curly broke in excitedly. I don't know how it is, but I just thought they did. Oh, Wendy, cried Tootles, was one of the lost children called Tootles? I am in a story. Hurrah! I'm in a story, Nibs! Hush now. I want you to consider the feelings of the unhappy parents, with all their children flown away. Oh, they all moaned, though they were not really considering the feelings of the unhappy parents one jot. Think of the empty beds. Oh, it's awfully sad, the first twin said cheerfully. I don't see how it can have a happy ending, said the second twin. Do you, Nibs? I'm frightfully anxious. If you knew how great is a mother's love, Wendy told them triumphantly, you would have no fear. She had now come to the part that Peter hated. I do love a mother's love, said Tootles, hitting Nibs with a pillow. Do you like a mother's lo love, Nibs? I do just, said Nibs, hitting back. 
You see, Wendy said complacently, our heroine knew that the mother would always leave the window open for her children to fly back by, so they stayed away for years and had a lovely time. Did they ever go back? Let us now, said Wendy, bracing herself up for her finest effort, let us take a peep into the future. And they all gave themselves the twist that makes peeps into the future easier. Years have rolled by, and who is this elegant lady of uncertain age alighting at London Station? Oh, Wendy, who is she? cried Nibs, every bit as excited as if he didn't know. Can it be? Yes, no, it is the fair Wendy. Oh, and who are the two noble, portly figures accompanying her, now grown to man's estate? Can they be John and Michael? <gasps> they are. Oh. You see, dear brothers, Wendy pointing upwards, there is the window, still standing open. And now we are rewarded for our sublime faith in mother's love. So they flew up to their mummy and daddy, and Penn cannot describe the happy scene over which we draw a veil. And that was the story. And they were pleased with it, as it was the fair narrator herself. Everything was just as it should be, you see. Off we skip like the most heartless thing in the world, which is what children are, but so attractive. And we have an entire selfish time. And then, when we have need of special attention, we nobly return for it, confident that we shall be rewarded instead of smacked. So great indeed was their faith in a mother's love that they felt they could afford to be callous for a bit longer. But there was one who knew better, and when Wendy finished, he uttered a hollow groan. "'What is it, Peter?' she cried, running to him, thinking he was ill. She felt him solicitously, lower down than his chest. "'Where is it, Peter?' "'It isn't a kind of pain,' Peter replied darkly. "'Then what is it?' "'Wendy,' You're wrong about mothers. They all gathered around him, affright. So alarming was his agitation, and with a fine candor, he told them what he had hitherto concealed. Long ago, he said, I thought, like you, that mother would always keep the window open for me. So I stayed away for moons and moons and moons and then flew back. But the window was barred, for mother had forgotten all about me, and there was another little boy sleeping in my bed. I'm not sure that this was true, but Peter thought it was true, and it scared them. Are you sure mothers are like that? Yes. So this was the truth about mothers. The toads! Still, it's best to be careful, 
and no one knows so quickly as a child when he should give in. Wendy, let us go home, cried John and Michael together. Yes, she said, clutching them. Not tonight, asked the lost boys, bewildered. They knew in what they called their hearts that one cannot get on quite well without a mother, and that it's only mothers who think you can't. At once, Wendy replied resolutely, for the horrible thought had come to her. Perhaps mother is in half-mourning by this time. This dread made her forgetful of what Peter must be feeling, and she said to him rather sharply, Peter, will you make the necessary arrangements? If you wish it, he replied, as coolly as if she had asked him to pass the nuts. Not so much as a sorry to lose you between them. If she didn't mind the parting, he was going to show hers, was Peter, that neither did he. But, of course, he did care, very much, and he was so full of wrath against grown-ups who, as usual, were spoiling everything, that as soon as he got inside his tree, he breathed intentionally quick, short breaths at the rate of about five to a second. And he did this because there's a saying in the Neverland that every time you breathe, a grown-up dies and Peter was killing them off as vindictively as fast as possible. Then, having given the necessary instructions to the Redskins, he returned to the home, where an unworthy scene had been enacted in his absence. Panic-stricken at the thought of losing Wendy, the Lost Boys had advanced upon her threateningly. It will be worse than before she came, they cried. We shan't let her go. Let's keep her prisoner. I chain her up. In her extremity, an extinct told her to which of them to turn. Toodles, she cried. I appeal to you. Was it not strange? She appealed to Toodles, quite the silliest one. Grandly, however, did Toodles respond. For that one moment, he dropped his silliness and spoke with dignity. I am just Toodles, he said, and nobody minds me. But the first who does not behave to Wendy like an English gentleman, I will blood him severely. He drew back his hanger, and for that instant... His son was at noon. The others held back uneasily. And then Peter returned, and they saw at once that they would get no support from him. He would keep no girl in the Neverland against her will. Wendy, he said, striding up and down, I have asked the Redskins to guide you through the wood, as fine tires you so. Thank you, Peter. Then, he continued, in the short, sharp voice of one accustomed to be being obeyed, Tinkerbell will take you across the sea. Wake her, Nibs. Nibs had to knock twice before he got an answer, though Tink had really been sitting up in bed listening for quite some time. 
Who are you? How dare you? Go away, she cried. You are to get up, Tink, Nibs called, and take Wendy on a journey. Of course, Tink had been delighted to hear that Wendy was going, but she was jolly well determined not to be her courier. And she said so in still more offensive language. Then she pretended to sleep again. She says she won't, Nib exclaimed, aghast at such insubordination, whereupon Peter went sternly towards the young lady's chamber. Tink, he rapped out, if you don't get up and dress at once, I will open the curtains, and then we shall see you in your negligee. This made her leap to the floor. Who said I wasn't getting up? she cried. In the meantime, the boys were gazing very forlornly at Wendy, now equipped with John and Michael for the journey. And by this time, they were dejected, not merely because they were about to lose her, but also because they felt she was going off to something nice, to which they had not been invited. Novelty was beckoning to them, as usual. Crediting them with a nobler feeling, Wendy melted. Dear ones, she said, if you will all come with me, I feel most almost sure I can get my father and mother to adopt you. The invitation was meant specially for Peter, for each of the boys was thinking exclusively of himself, and at once they jumped with joy. Hey, Paul Conan, thank you for the like. But they won't think us, won't they think us rather a handful, Nibs asked in the middle of his jump. Oh, no, Wendy replied, thinking out loud, it'll only mean having a few beds in the drawing room. They can be hidden behind the screens on first Thursdays. Uh, Peter, can we go? They all cried imploringly. They took it for granted that they went and he would go also, but really they scarcely cared. Thus children are ever ready, when novelty knocks, to desert the dearest ones. All right, Peter said with a bitter smile, and immediately they rushed to get their things. And now, Peter, Wendy said, thinking she'd put everything right, I'm going to give you your medicine before you go. She loved to give them medicine, and undoubtedly gave them too much. Of course, it was only water, but it was out of a bottle, and she always shook the bottle and counted the drops, which gave it a certain medicinal quality. On this occasion, however, she did not give Peter his draught, for just as she had prepared it, she saw a look on his face that made her heart sink. "'Get your things, Peter,' she cried, shaking. "'No,' he answered, pretending indifference. "'I'm not going with you, Wendy.' "'Yes, Peter.' "'No.' "'To show that her departure would leave him unmoved, "'he skipped up and down the room, "'playing gaily on his heartless pipes. "'She had to run about after him, "'though it was rather undignified. "'To find your mother,' she coaxed. "'Now, if Peter had ever quite had a mother, he no longer missed her. 
he could do very well without one. He had thought them out and remembered them only to their bad points. No, no, he told Wendy decisively. Perhaps she would say that I was old, and I just always wanted to be a little boy and to have fun. But Peter, no. And so the others had to be told. Peter isn't coming. Peter not coming? They gazed blankly at him, their sticks over their backs, and each stick had a bundle on it. Their first thought was that if Peter was not going, he had probably changed his mind about letting them go. But he was far too proud for that. If you find your mothers, he said darkly, I hope you'll like them. The awful cynicism of this made an uncomfortable impression, and most of them began to look rather doubtful. After all, their faces said, Were they not noodles to want to go? Now then, cried Peter, no fuss, no blubbering. Goodbye, Wendy. And he held out his hand cheerily, quite as if they must really go now, for he had something important to do. She had to take his hand, and there was no indication that he would prefer a thimble. You will remember about changing your flannels, Peter, she asked lingering over him. She was always so particular about flannels. Yes. And will you take your medicine? Yes. That seemed to be everything, and an awkward pause followed. Peter, however, was not the kind that breaks down before other people. Are you ready, Tinkerbell? he called out. Aye, aye. Then lead the way. Tink darted up the nearest tree, but no one followed her, for it was at this moment that the pirates made their dreadful attack upon the redskins, above where all had been so still the air was rent with shrieks and the clash of steel, below there was a dead silence. Mouths opened and remained open. Wendy fell on her knees, but her arms were extended towards Peter. All arms were extended to him, as if suddenly blown in his direction. They were beseeching him mutely not to desert them. As for Peter, he seized his sword the same thought he had slain barbecue with, and the lust of battle was in his eye. Chapter 12 will be coming up next time. It's called The Children Are Carried Off. That'll be chapter 12 of Peter Pan, as we are getting very close to the end of our uh, of our book of Peter Pan, cool beans. All right, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I hope you like that. We will be wrapping uh, another chapter up next time. Sorry about my squeaky chair. Okay, guys, uh, we're out of here. We thank you for joining us. Whether you are on Facebook Live, Twitch TV, Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel, I thank you very much for your uh, 
for your joining and coming along for the ride. Miko's doing fine. I heard a few whimpers during the stream, so I, I think she's all right. Uh, next time, we'll see you on uh, Saturday night, 10 p.m. my time, and don't be late. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants.